Praise God. Appreciate our district superintendent, Brother Lumpkin. Hallelujah. Said all them mean things about me. But I love him anyhow. Look the way they've done the Lord. Hallelujah. Daniel, the second chapter. Daniel, the second chapter. 26 verse. Need just a little more monitor up here. I love to hear myself preach. A little more monitor up here, Brother Jason. I love to hear myself preach. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Appreciate everybody that came to the prison ministry seminar. We got workers from all over. Hallelujah. And the thing about, I like about these is the whole thing is permeated with we got to win souls before Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Daniel, the second chapter, the 26th verse. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king hath demanded, cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, the soothsayers show unto the king? But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, what shall be in the latter days, thy dream and thy visions of thy head upon thy bed are these. As for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed hereafter. And he said, And he that revealeth secrets maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. But as for me, this secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living but for their sakes that shall make known the interpretation to the king, and that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image, this great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till that a stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon his feet that were of iron and clay, and break them to pieces. I want to preach a little tonight on the revival of the last days. Hallelujah. Boy, ain't that a catchy title? Hallelujah. The revival of the last days. You may be seated. God bless you all. Hallelujah. All man's progress has come to this point right here where all of man's achievements are sitting on legs of iron and feet of iron and clay. It's flimsy footing. And it's kind of frightening and sobering when you realize what our world has come to. We're living in the day that two powers have come to being. I believe there's going to be two uh orders in these last days. I believe there's going to be the new world order and the church order, which is not a new order, but the same order it's always been. Come on. If you'll look at this, down through time, down through time, now I'm not going to try to be theological and try to try to make you think I'm some great prophecy preacher, but this is the, the image that mankind has built with their own intelligence and their own ingenuity. 
And then in that fifth dimension, in that fifth kingdom, there's a stone comes out, not made with hands, that smites the image, hallelujah, and breaks the feet of iron and clay all to pieces. I believe there's coming two worlds that's going to collide. I believe in the last days of the time when, when all these things are coming together, I believe God is going to put an anointing on the church like we've never seen before. I'll be honest with you. I'd trade all the if we could have twice the anointing. Come on. I'd trade all the I'm not talking about just working something out. I'm talking about an awesome presence of God that lives in the church. I'm talking about the church that used to get up in the morning and the devil say, Oh God, he's up here. I'm talking about a church that's more exciting than the apostolic style show. I'm talking about a church that gets on fire for God. A lot of times in the natural, God shows us spiritual things. During the Gulf War, you know what killed more of our men than anything else in the Gulf War? It was friendly fire. Come on. Now, we're all a little bit different. We're brothers, and you're trying to make twins out of us. We all see things just a little different. Come on. Some's post-trib, some mid-trib, and some pre-trib. I'm pan-trib. I believe it's all going to pan out. I'll be honest with you, I don't know. Every time I figure out the Antichrist, he dies. Or gets voted out. Come on. Thank you. Hallelujah. But the natural things show the spiritual things. We were in meeting a few days ago, Brother Cunningham and, and uh, Brother Rickenbacker and myself, and Brother Olson was in a meeting up in the D.C. area with Brother Ron Libby. And somebody had broken into his church and it had put uh, cups all across there and some kind of looked like some kind of satanic ritual across that eight men could not carry some men with some man with his bare hands tore it out of the wall and threw it through Brother Libby's window, tore the church up, tore the keyboard up, took the prayer cloths that they was going to anoint and send out, strung them everywhere, and I looked at him over the supper table that night and I said, Ronnie, if you look at the natural, God's trying to show you something in the spiritual. The enemy is trying to attack you. You see, just a few weeks ago, I, we was in Israel about 10 or 12 days ago, my wife and I, in Israel. They just, in the cave of Qumran, in the cave of the columns, they just found some brand new, a brand new discovery called the anointing oil. Newsweek magazine was there. And they said it's the brightest, sweetest oil that they've ever come up with. Hallelujah. And as I begin to talk about that, think about that, in the natural, they've discovered the ancient anointing oil. And God said the spiritual application is my church is going to find a brand new last day anointing like we never had before in our life. Come on, it's not going to be the right song. It's not going to be a sermonette. It's going to be one God apostolic holiness preaching. God is ready to do something for us. But we have got to realize there's an anointing for the last day church. The Hebrew word for anointing is Mashiach. And it means to just spread on or rub on or paint on. 
the anointing of God is when you get up and you prayed yourself uh, hot and read yourself full and worried yourself empty and you get up there and you do what you can do and God paints his ability across your effort. Hallelujah. That's the anointing of God. Come on, that's the anointing of God. God spoke to me the other night in a service and God said my people are too quick to lead. We come to church and we have uh, a choir song and take up the offering. We have a sermonette. That's why we've got so many Christianettes. And boy, by the time the guy says amen, we're down at Shoney's pulling chicken bones apart. And God said when the anointing was there, after that anointing oil had evaporated, the afterglow, the smell of that, stayed on that priest for as high as six to eight hours. He said, my anointing is not all just when the preacher's preaching. My anointing is after the ministry and my presence is there and I'm ready to break the yoke and the shackles, but my people walk out and my anointing is there and my presence is there. It took six quarts of oil. They took that high priest and, and they put him in the door and they took six quarts of oil and poured it on the head of that priest. It takes one more quart for an apostolic preacher than it does a Rolls Royce. Hallelujah. And they put that preacher in there and they poured that oil over him. Psalms 133 give the direction. The oil would run down over his head. Down over his garment. Catch on his skirts. And then drip down to his feet. His feet caught the excess oil. Hallelujah. God spoke to me while I was in prayer. Boy, this has shed a lot of light on those commentaries. And I was in prayer and God spoke to me and said, look at the, the order of the anointing, the head. He said, look at the birth order of a child. God asked me, said, how's the child born? I said, I have no idea. Hallelujah. Some of these young guys going in and with their wife and they're having that natural birth. God don't want me in places like that. <laughs> no, sir. Hallelujah. And God said, the head is what's birthed first. He said, I was the head. Then the shoulders, the hands. He said, the apostles were the hands. They wrote the scripture. Nobody else can write the scripture. I don't care if it's Joseph Smith or Moon or nobody else who's got the capability nor the anointing to add to scripture. And he said, the feet are the church of this last day. And he said, they catch all the excess anointing. And I'm going to pour last day anointing out. And it's going to be on the feet of this last day church. And you're going to bring Satan under your feet. There was two women anointed him. There was a very pious, religious, godly Jewish woman anointed him. She took the oil and poured it on his head. And you know what he said? She's anointed my body. Just poured it on his head. She, and he said, she's anointed my body. The next one was a woman that was a woman of the night. Wicked woman. And she took the oil and poured it on his feet. And you know what he said? She anointed my feet, or, or my body. Hallelujah. I think he was showing us the order of the last day anointing. Hallelujah. It's not going to be from an ecclesiastical great religious hierarchy. It's going to be from a group of redeemed people that are so in love with him they've got to tell somebody about him. Every vehicle or everything in the anointing oil, every ingredient had to be crushed. There's no anointing without communion and then dominion. Come on. 
I know where you young guys are. I wanted to jump up there and, and, but you've got to have that communion because that communion, look in the book of Genesis. Communion, dominion. Communion, dominion. Communion puts the character of God in you. Come on. That's why some boys, they preach a, a, a baby camp. And the kids are so little, they gotta have an intermission so they can nurse during the intermission. You can't talk to them. You know why they hadn't communed and got the character of God in them. But when you commune with God and get the character of God in you, you can have dominion and you realize it's not you, it's Him that does it. Hallelujah. Look at the Last Supper. Jesus gets down and He takes off His robe and lays it aside and then He takes the towel and ties it around Him. He said, if you're going to wear the mantle, the anointing, you've got to have the towel. The towel of servanthood comes and in the middle of the anointing. The towel, then the mantle. Come on, the towel, then the mantle. You've got to have that, that relationship with him if you're going to have the anointing of God. I'm going to tell you where we're living at in 1993. Samuel's coming down the road, and he's looking for a David that knows how to worship and knows how to get a hold of God, and he's going to anoint somebody to, to preach for him. Hallelujah. Now, they, listen. David could have killed Saul any time he wanted to. David was the John Wayne and the Arnold Schwarzenegger of the Old Testament. Hallelujah. Say, so how do you know who they are? I've still got enough sense I can read. David could have killed Saul any time he wanted to. But he would not touch Saul for fear that he offend God by touching what God had anointed. Come on. Some of us preachers need to resign as coordinator of the universe. Hallelujah. Come on and just let God talk to us and realize somebody's got some revelation besides us. Somebody's going to have some anointing besides us. Come on. I don't care what it takes. I have got to have that last day anointing of God. Now, Saul... Saul, his Hebrew name is Shaul, which means ask for, was anointed with an earthen vessel, but David was anointed with a ram's horn. Hallelujah. We've had the carnal anointing. We've had the fleshly anointing. We've had the anointing of somebody getting up with an axe to grind and mad at somebody. That's self-anointing. We need that anointing that comes from the ram's horn. Come on. If I get busted and, they, and all I can do is just clean up the churchyard, then God, that's what I want to do in your kingdom. You would have thought when the anointing came that he'd get at least to be assistant to the assistant or something. David's out there and playing his harp and Shammah has, David! Yes. Now look, the man of God's at the house. Hallelujah. David don't know what's being played out there at the house. Samuel's got there with Urim and Thummim, and, and he's waiting for what God has called. Hallelujah. Eliab walks in. God tells Samuel, don't look at his stature. We think that just because it looks good and sounds good, that that's what God's going to pour his anointing on. It's not always what God pours his anointing on because it sounds good. Eliab steps on. Hallelujah. Abinadab, come up here. That means son of my father. Hallelujah. Now that's not the anointing. Is that all you got? We got Shema. Shema means hearing in the Hebrew. We are professional hearers. Come on. 
We are professional hearers. Boy, have you heard the latest tape? And nothing ever changes in our life. We just hear it and go right on. There's no change. Come on. Boy, have you heard the latest tape by Billy Cole? Man, it's good. Have you heard the latest tape by Anthony? Man, it's good. Come on. We're professional hearers. And I think you need to hear those guys because they've got a, a last day message for us. Brother Cole just got back from Ethiopia. Had 45,000 receive the Holy Ghost. 45,000. 45,000. Well, I don't know if they all got it or not. If you'd have been there, you'd have thought they got it. Come on. If you'd have been Saturday's hero, if you'd have been there. Come on. I'm telling you, God has got some people that's not going to look at their own little parents. David walks up in the yard, and the man of God says, Come and kneel down before me, son. David walks over. The man of God takes that ram's horn, pours it on David's head, and makes a statement in the Hebrew, Hinei HaMashiach Adonai. Behold, the Lord's anointed. Hallelujah. David gets that oil and says, what's going to happen now? The father says, I want you to take the bread and cheese to your brothers on the front line. Come on, at least I was a sheep herder or shepherd before I got anointed. Now I got busted to schlepping groceries up to my brothers on the front line. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. I thought when the anointing come, I'd be the top camp speaker of the UPC. I thought when the anointing come, they'd just have a, a special picture for me every month in the Herald. Come on. I thought when the anointing come, boy, I'd walk in districts and they'd just fall out. Oh, here. Hallelujah. See, it don't work like that. Sometimes, sometimes God puts you in a place where you can be crushed and broken. For the next ten years, you know what David did? David dodged spears that was chunked at him by religion. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was reading the scripture today. It said, beware when all men speak good of you. I said, well, God, I've never had to worry about that problem. Hallelujah. Come on. You know why the dog is man's best friend? Because he wags his tail instead of his tongue. Hallelujah. Now, I know it's easy for the tongue to slip because it's in a real wet place. But I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. We have got to respect God's anointing. We have got to respect God's anointing. Come on, if it's not coming off of us, we have got to learn to respect the anointing of God. And then finally David sat down. Listen, David went to uh, Nob. Nob it is really, but you'd call it Nob in Arkansas. David went to Nob and he said, I'm hungry. Listen, our world is hungry. Somebody said, well, what if we preach the truth to them, they get mad. They just have to go somewhere else then. Hallelujah. I'm not going to quit preaching the truth because it might make somebody mad. Whether we like it or not, the gospel is confrontational. We're going to come face to face with the baby killers and, and, and the abortionists. We're going to come face to face with the new agers. Come on. Hallelujah. I was on a radio talk show the other day and somebody said, what do you think God thinks about gays? I said, just open your Bible to the book of Genesis and look at God's urban renewal plan for Sodom and Gomorrah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Wonder how many times that President Clinton has thought about that letter you wrote it, Dr. Lumpkin. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm telling you, friend, that we need to get up here and realize that when the anointing comes, it's going to offend some people. I've offended people because I wanted them to worship God in church. I've offended people because I wanted them to pray. Hallelujah. The anointing on you is going to cause people to do things that's going to offend them. But there's something about when we get that fresh oil on us. David walked in there and Himelech says, he said, have you got anything to eat? And he said, I got bread, but it's Kodesh Lachem, it's holy bread. David said, I don't care. We're all sanctified. Boys hadn't been around the girls for three days. That's what David said. Hallelujah. We're all sanctified. Now, I'm going to show you where we're living. I'm going to show you why prison ministry is having one of the greatest revivals in the United Pentecostal Church. And you hear me, prison ministry and recovery ministry like Acts and other ministries are going to push to the front in our last day and they're going to be the number one ministries in our world today. You know why? Because it's not putting saints and trying to, it's getting out there where the rubber meets the road and reaching a loss. It's walking in where people are bound and saying we got something that will break the yoke off of you. Hallelujah. 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 David walked in there and said, I want that fresh bread. Now listen. The table of presents set right here. The incense altar's over here. The veil of the temple of the Kodesh, uh, Kodeshim on the, the Holy Holy is on the other side there. And David walks up there and there's the seven branch menorah, the seven branch golden candlestick. It's lighting up the showbread. Hallelujah. I'm talking about revelation knowledge. Come on. Revelation knowledge. Have you ever preached Jesus' name baptism to somebody until they saw it? Come on. My wife and I, I put an ad in the paper one day. Nowhere can I find anybody baptized using the words Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Put my phone number. Got me a carton of Diet Pepsis and a big sack of Twinkies and some Pringles and just talk to people all day long. Drink them Diet Pepsis and Twinkies. And... Thank you. Hallelujah. Seven gentlemen came out and wanted to debate me. None of the other giants of faith in my area, it wasn't Arkansas then, Brother Lumpkin, would go out with me to face those men. So my wife went. Hallelujah. I said, you're going to read. She said, I don't want to read. I said, you're going to read. So we got in there and I felt like I wanted the, the guy I was debating, his second, the man that was helping him to read. Used to debate a lot, but I quit. It got too easy beating them cats. And, uh, and I said, now, he said, if you can prove that Jesus was the Father, we'll let you baptize us in Jesus' name. But if you can't prove it, we're going to baptize you in the titles. My wife looked at me and I said, whatever, babe. Hallelujah. And I said, read for me, I'm going to show you who Jesus is. I said, turn over to Isaiah 9, 6. He was looking around in the New Testament. I said, it's one of the major prophets there, Dr. Fahrenheit. Hallelujah. Going to debate somebody. His friend said, do you think God can heal? And I said, sure. He said, why don't you go to the hospital and heal everybody? I said, do you think God can save? He said, yeah. And I said, why don't you go to the street and save everybody? So they got to have faith. And I said, there you go. I said, now read for me. 
I'm going to show you who Jesus is. Now, this guy's reading for the man I'm debating. He's sitting up. He's sitting beside him. And he said, for unto us. And I said, for unto us. He jumped and said, what are you doing? I said, I'm preaching, man. Hallelujah. The son is born. son is given. The government shall be on his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. I said, now, whoa, whoa. I said, could I put the name Jesus where all those titles are? And would it violate the scripture? He said, on the contrary, Mr. Mahaney, it would enhance the scripture. I said, why don't you read it like that then, hot dog? Hallelujah. He said, for unto us Jesus is born, unto us Jesus is given, and the government shall be on Jesus' shoulder. And Jesus' name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty. And he said, I said, loose him, Lord. Hallelujah. He said, the mighty God, and I said, read on. He said, the everlasting. I said, read on. He said, Father. He looked at that again. He looked at the guy sitting beside him. He said, I see that. The guy said, no, you don't see it. The guy's name was large. He weighed 400 pounds, had 22 kids. Then 22 kids, honey, that weighed 400 pounds, wanting to debate little old skinny me, pick on me. His friend said, no, you don't. He said, I see it. And the guy said, he said, I see it. Hallelujah. I love that revelation knowledge. Come on. I love that revelation knowledge. Come on. I love it when that light shines on the showbread and it's got that incense and that anointing oil on it. Come on. I love it when God begins to break the bread of life and we say, I see it. I see it. It's in there. David said, that's all the bread you got, holy bread. He said, that's it. David said, give it to me. And David reached past the ephod. Listen, there's no place in the Bible where you can be anointed without holiness. Come on. Well, I don't like that holiness preaching. You ain't ever going to see God then. Come on. Come on. I'm not talking about how long you wear your sleeves and all that stuff. I'm talking about a holiness that gets inside. And you love one another. You dress right. You talk right. You look at the right stuff. Hallelujah. Come on, you read the right stuff. See, that's, you gotta, you gotta reach past that. Every time the Bible talks about anointing, it talks about consecration, sanctification, and anointing. Consecration, sanctification, and anointing. Hallelujah. I was preaching at a camp this summer, and four or five guys come up to me and said, Mahaney, I didn't know you was that conservative in your standards. So we thought you was middle of the road. And I said, always have been, but you cats moved the road on me. Hallelujah. <laughs> come on. What's wrong with loving him more than anything else in the world? What's wrong with loving him more than, than uh, who wins the Academy Award? Come on, what's wrong with being in love with him more than the ball game? What's wrong with loving him more than anything else in the world? I'm going to tell you what's wrong. God's people, God's jealous. Brother T.W. Barnes said, I saw a vision of Calvary and said trash was so high around Calvary that he said you couldn't even get to it. And God said, we've got to clean Calvary out so people can get back to Calvary. He said, God's not going to bring them through our junk to get them to Calvary. Watch David now. He takes it. 
He takes that bread. He breaks it. Fresh bread. Fresh bread. And when he does, he said, is there a weapon in the house? And the priest said, behind the ephod wrapped up in the cloth there. Hallelujah. And David reaches into that cloth and pulls out a sword. He said, I've been wondering where you was at. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. You know why revival's happening in prison? We're getting that fresh bread and that anointing. Come on. And you know what? When David strapped that sword on, all the sinners and the thugs and the outcasts joined themselves to David. Hallelujah. Come on. Read it in the Bible. When David got that fresh bread and strapped that sword on, all the thugs came to him. Hallelujah. 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 I'm going to tell you what's going to break the yoke in the last days on this world. The only thing that's going to break the yoke off of these sinners is the anointing of God. The anointing is going to break the yoke off of these people in the last days. Nothing else is going to do it but the anointing. Come on. It had married it. That's a painkiller. Our world is hurting. They can come to the church and we can rub that anointing on them and it'll, it'll kill the pain in their life. It had cassia in them. That's a preservative. It'll preserve you. It had cinnamon in them. That's a sweetener. It'll make you sweet. Hallelujah. Calamus. It's healing. The last day church is going to come against the new world order. I was on a plane with it. Do you know what the new agers are doing now? Now listen to this. They make fun of us, and you're embarrassed to shout and afraid somebody think you're crazy. I was on a plane the other day with one of the leaders of the New Age movement. He said, I had an experience the other day you wouldn't believe. I said, what happened? He said, now the New Agers, there's something on a frog, Brother Lumpkin, that if you lick the back of that frog, it'll get you high and make you hallucinate. Now, what would a guy have to be thinking about be out there in the woods and say, I believe I'll lick the back of that frog? <laughs> I said, what happened? He said, I licked the back of that frog. Boy, I hallucinated. He's a professor in a university. I said, let me share the word. He said, oh, I said, I'm too far advanced intellectually to take the word of God by face value and by faith. And I said, no, you've been looking too many frogs, cat. Hallelujah. 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 You know what the New Agers are calling themselves now? I am. That's the new term they refer to one another. I am. And the Bible said, in the last days, many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ. And if you look in your Bible, that's in italics. That's not in the original transcript. Many shall come in the last days saying, I am. I was in Washington, D.C. that day on the radio. heard the top meteorologist for the United States of America. He said in the last two years, there have been more earthquakes, more tornadoes, more hurricanes, more tidal waves. Come on. You know what God's trying to do? He's trying to shake this world. During that Hurricane Andrew, after Hurricane Andrew down in Florida, somebody took a white spray can and wrote in the middle of the highway in, in big white letters, said, you've got our attention, God. Now what? Come on. This ought to be the greatest day for the church. Come on. This ought to be the greatest day for the church. This ought to be the greatest day for the church. Man, we shouldn't sit back and worry. We ought to get out here and say, God, let that anointing come on us.
Hallelujah. I was, on a, I was in the airport the other day in Dallas, Texas. And weather, our plane couldn't leave for several hours. And I was sitting there reading my Bible and, and I just got into it with some guy about Jesus' name baptism. He said, that's erroneous. I said, you're erroneous. And the guy sitting across from me looked at me and said, are you a Christian? I said, yes. He said, I'll introduce myself. He started standing up and just kept standing. I said, I said, are you a Christian? He said, yes. And I said, I hope to God you're baptized in Jesus' name. He said, I am. He said, my name is, is Roosevelt Greer. He was the, the football player, ex-football player, Rosie Greer. I said, now how was you baptized, Rosie? What did that preacher say? He said, he put me under the water, said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I got the Holy Ghost and I spoke in tongues. And he and I showed each other how we could talk in tongues there in the airport over one another. And we was hemmed in there and Dallas couldn't get out. So me and Rosie Greer walked around. He'd walk up to people and say, are you a Christian? Yeah. You read your Bible? No. He said, you're not much of a Christian. How are you going to argue with Roosevelt Greer? Took that cat to kill Bobby Kennedy and threw him down held him in one hand. Hallelujah. I saw in his little sack there, he was doing needlepoint. I said, come on, Rosie. He said, I've got to have something to keep my mind. I said, needlepoint? So I said, why are you going to Little Rock? He said, I've got a meeting with some people in Little Rock. And he said, uh, I don't know how I'm going to get to my hotel. And I said, I'll call my wife. She's going to pick us up. And uh, we'll take you to the hotel, Rosie. Feel funny calling a man six foot eight Rosie. I didn't want to make fun of him, Freddie. He poked me with one of his knitting needles. Hallelujah. So I said, I'll go over here and call. He said, No need to call. I got a phone here in my bag. So I said, Okay. And I called there. Had a little phone. You could just call anywhere on it. I said, We'd be in it. Certain day, telephone was coming in. And that guy preached to everybody he saw. He told me, he said, I've started a street ministry down in central, south central LA where they burn all the places out. And he said, I preach on a flatbed wagon. But he said, I can't preach like you Pentecostals. He said, there ain't nobody can preach and has the anointing like you Pentecostal preachers. He said, would you come down there and get up on that flatbed wagon in south central LA? And I said, if you're with me, I will, Rosie. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, the world knows there's something different about the last day church. And what God is fixing to do. Now you listen to me. Psalms 133. That oil would be poured out and it'd run down all over the body until the feet would catch it. God is fixing to put an anointing on us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have felt that anointing. It broke the other night in Gaithersburg, Maryland, brother. And I have felt it. Hallelujah. I was preaching, I, I was preaching Sunday in St. Louis, Missouri, and we was pulling, I could tell brother and sister Cunningham was pulling their daughter, and boy, all of a sudden I got to talking about that anointing, and something come in there and broke that thing loose, and people began to shout and dance and, and worship God, hallelujah. Come on, I'm talking about an anointing of God. It's the ability of God. It's not what we can do, it's what He does. Come on, it's not our ability, it's His ability. We think if we say it correctly, 
Homo sapiens are residing in crystallized domiciles and hesitate to project projectiles through the atmosphere. And I hesitate to articulate lest I deviate from this present course of rectitude. I must cease lest I become an ready on the exuberance of my own verbosity. Wasn't that great? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hallelujah. These guys all acting like they can understand what I'm saying. That's not the anointing. I remember the first general conference I ever went to. They had all the beautiful singing and preaching. It was Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. I don't know who the couple was. They had all that singing and everything. Then they got up and played the guitar. She played a mandolin like a little deal. They started singing. I wondered so aimless. Life filled with sin. They got to worshiping God. And that place exploded. Hallelujah. I sat in a meeting a while back and I watched all of our Bible scholars get up. I mean, they knew who Melchizedek was and where he fit in. And they knew what the corn man on the big toe of that statue I'm preaching about tonight. Some old boy got up just fresh. Got to preaching and anointing came on him. We was all on our feet. Hallelujah. That's what God is going to put on this last day church. That anointing of God. 24 hours before they nailed him to a cross. 24 hours before they nailed him to a cross, that woman came to him and she broke that anointing bottle and she anointed him. Listen, 24 hours before the cross. Brother Hale, Brother Hale and I talked about this the other day. 24 hours before the cross, she anointed him and with a pound of pure spikenard. Spikenard will stay on the human body. Mixed. Spikenard will stay on the body from 7 to 11 days. Mixed. Pure spike nerd stays on the body 7 to 21 days. 24 hours before Calvary, that woman that broke that box and anointed him, and the only thing he could carry to that cross with him was the anointing that that woman had put on him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. When they arrested him, he could, he, he could drop his head and smell that anointing on the body. Come on. When they jerked him up there and tied his hands behind his back, he could hang his head down and smell that anointing. But that woman had prayed on him for the last day church, the last day of his life. That anointing was there and, and he could smell that aroma. When they took him to the whipping post and the whip fell across his back, hanging there, he could smell that anointing that woman put on him for the last 24 hours of his life. When they was driving the nails and he lifted him up, the only thing he had there was that anointing. I'm telling you, the only thing that's going to last in this last day is the anointing that we pray and worship down on this church. Come on, it's in here now. I feel it moving in here now. Something's coming into this place now. Come on, something's coming in here now. Come on, that anointing makes an evangelist out of a Sunday school teacher. That anointing makes an evangelist out of a pastor on Saturday night. That anointing gets on us and it's the ability of God. I no more than got in the church tonight, Brother Hale, and people begin to come to me and say, 
They're taking our Bibles away from us in prisons. I don't like it when our workers go in and they snatch the Bible out of their hands and say, you can't bring that in here. Take our tracks. Say, you can't come in here like that. And I walked over there and I thought, God, the only thing those people are going to take back to those arenas of conflict is the anointing that we're going to worship down and preach down and pray down in here. Hallelujah. I believe there's a last day anointing for the last 24 hours of this church. In the time of the tottering feet of iron and clay, I saw a rock. It's going to be a revival that we cannot control. Not made with hands. Come on. Not made with hands. And come out and smote the feet of iron and clay. I'm telling you, God's fixing to put a last day anointing on this church like we've never had before in our life. I want you to lift your hands and say, God, I'm hungry for that anointing. Come on, reach after God. I've got to have that anointing. God, give me the towel so I can wear that mantle. Give me the communion so I can have that dominion. I've got to have that anointing. Lift your hands and say, God, I've got to have that anointing. It'll break the yoke. Lift your hands and say, God, after I've done all I can do, paint your ability across my life. Smear that oil of your possibility across my life. Let that something happen that the world doesn't understand. And the devil can't deal with it. And men can't refuse it. It's when God puts his actual ability on his man. Come on, worship him just a bit. Hallelujah. 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 In the time of the ten-toed kingdom, in the time of the reunified European common market, there's going to be a leader come out of that, but there's also going to be a stone not made with hands come out of that, and it's going to smite this wall and give us the revival. Come on, wave your hands. Say, God over here is where I want that anointing to flow. Oh God. With your spirit, Holy One, cover me. Cover me, God. Cover me. Cover me, God. Cover me. Let your anointing cover me, God. Come on, get in the spirit a little bit here, folks. Cover me, Lord. Cover me. Cover me, Lord. Cover me, Lord, with your spirit. Cover me, Lord. Cover me, oh yes. Cover me, oh Lord. Rub your ability on my life, God. Pour your anointing in my life, God. It's not what I can do, it's what you can do. Your heart in your name, touch Thomas God. Me, <laughs> me, 
Praise God. Stand up, Thomas. Wait, let God touch your life. Come on. Hey, everybody. Oh, God. God, I thank the Lord for the touch. Thomas and his family, God. Cover me, God. Lift your hand. Come on, lift your hand. Both your hands. 